Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Where are my teeth? Under the bleachers. We live in 16. We're hanging under the bleachers. Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Angus, Thongs, and Perfect Snogging, which I... I was confused because the name of the book is a little different. It's Full Frontal Snogging. Um, but first, Jane, I have um, another teen story that happened to me this week. Please tell. Okay, so I occasionally work with teens for my day job. And um, <laughs> my cousin the other day was like, day job? You mean you're like a professional podcaster by night? And I was like, oh my <laughs> fucking God. Um, okay, so... I was talking to this teen. This teen was very into Marvel. It was a Marvel teen, I, I will say. And um, loved uh, Eternals, which I have not seen, the new Marvel. And I was like, oh, like, do you feel like you liked it more than your friends? Like, what did your friend say? And this teen looks at me and goes, yeah, my friend, my best friend was like, it was mid. And then he looked at me and was like, do you know what that means? <laughs> They're always asking you if you know what stuff means. Do you, wait, I don't know what it means. Like mid? It I, was like, like I, it, it was meh. I still don't kind know of what like it that. means. It's like, it's, like saying it like, it's like saying like it was meh. Like it was fine. Okay. Um, like mid-level? Yeah. The middle? <laughs> but he, it was just so funny that he like looked at me and was like, wait a second, I'm talking to a stupid adult. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so surprising to me because you look so young. I know, I but like I, they should consider I did you tell one of their them, own. I did tell them I was almost 30 the other day, so maybe they just, like, think about that more mm. often now. Um, They've written thank you, you off. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I I was, like, yeah, I was, like, patiently, like, yes, I know what that means. Um, but he was, like, I just think, I just think the movie, like, deserves so much and is, like, underrated. Um, I was, like, I haven't seen it, so I... <laughs> I also didn't want to be like, I heard it was bad, but that's okay. The only thing that I know about Eternals is not a true fact, is that I'm like, it's gay. Hmm. Is it gay? Does anyone no know? Does anyone here know if Eternals is well, gay? Well, if any teens are listening to this and think that it is mid, um, or, or gay, it's and not, just to clarify, it's gay. gay, I mean, they're in, there is in, involving <laughs> gay storylines. Then you can write in. Um, but speaking of, you know, movies that maybe a teen thought were underrated and maybe perfect... Do you want to introduce our guest who chose this movie? Yes. Zach Schiffman is a writer, producer, and comedian in Brooklyn. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I won't I won't make a value judgment on the film yet. I'll I'll save it. I'll save okay. whether or not I think it's perfect. Ooh. Zach, yes. You Zach wrote in an email that he thinks it's a perfect film, which I'm excited about. Oh, I already about. said it? Okay, good. Wait, okay, good. Yeah, so, yeah, Issa spoiled movie. it. It it's is okay. a perfect movie. Um <laughs> Zach, we always ask our guests, what type of teen were you? Um, I was, I think, a very scary kind, which is like mean <laughs> theater kid. Mm. Um, I think it was like this guy, I think, the, like we had a really big theater program at my high school. And so it was very much like, a like it was the kind of thing where like we were theater kids. So we obviously weren't in any actual definition cool, but like we thought we were invincible. Yeah. And I think I like <laughs> then like... I'm like struck by memories of high school being like, oh, the quote unquote actually cool kids like hated me, but I had no idea. I thought I was invincible. Um, so I think it's a really terrifying combination, like this like Teflon theater kid. 
That's a good way to go through life, though. Do you feel yes. like it helped you in the end? Um, no, I think it made. I think it's like made my personality what it is now. Um, but it was fun. Like I, it's like people are like people like meet me and they're like, "How were you not bullied?" And I'm like, I, "If I was, I have no idea. Like I, there's there's a good chance I was, and I did not recognize it as bullying." I do. I appreciate you being brave. We've had a lot of theater kids, former theater kids come on the show and not admit that they were mean theater kids. And I appreciate you being brave. Most are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think many of them have been and just didn't want to. They they wanted to picture themselves as like the the nice theater kid, which doesn't exist. (laughs) No. And if you were the nice theater kid, you definitely didn't get parts. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> um, Zach, what's your relationship to this movie? It's actually it's such a it's like I think it's a funny story. If it's not, don't tell me. Uh, but <laughs> I was on a I, I have four sisters and we were like on a cruise when I was like in fifth grade. I think this must have been when yeah, when, when this come out, 2008. Yeah. So I think I was in no, I was older. I was in sixth grade when this came out, sixth or seventh grade, whatever the point may be. Um, my sister is calling me right now. Don't call me. I'm on a podcast. Uh, but <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm, I'm. We were on a cruise, and this was like one of the movies available for rental. We thought the name was funny on our first night, and our parents said that we could rent one movie. Oh, like, and we were all in one room, five of us in one room. It was one of those rooms, with like, uh, it was like a sofa and then two bunk beds. And so, like, I was on the sofa, whatever. And <laughs> so we rent this movie on the first night, and then we all loved it. But we, re- it was like you know, technology was different back then in 2008. And so we realized that if we, we like loved it so much that we like rewound it to the beginning to like watch another scene or something. And then we sort of like figured out that if you rewind this, if you on this cruise ships, you know, movie rental system, if you rewound it, you would not, it would not expire. And so therefore we could, yeah, therefore we could watch it every day. And so we rewound it every night and watch this movie every night for a seven day cruise. That's incredible. When I was like in fifth grade. That's such a good story and also could be its own like movie. Are your True. sisters old? Like what's the age range here? Uh, one, one younger and three older. Okay. Because this movie would have such a, I feel like it could have such a different impact d- depending on whether you're a 10 year old or like a 15 year old. Yeah. Cause I, I was in, okay, wait, 2008. This came yeah, out. I was in, like, how old is a fifth grader? I don't even this know. Month, oh no, wait, I wasn't in fifth 13? grade. I was fully, no, no, no. I was fully in seventh grade is what I'm realizing. <laughs> if I do the math, I was fully, when I, this cruise was, this cruise was December of 2008. So I was in seventh grade. Damn. Where were you cruising to? I think like Mexico. What were we doing in December of 2008? Jane, what were you doing? Um, how like old was I? Like enjoying the first years of the Obama presidency. <laughs> Oh, okay. I have a story from 2008, which is um, the night that, or or the day or the night or something that Obama gave his speech, like his, his, is it the inauguration speech? My friends and I didn't go to school. We got Panera and we went to my house and watched the speech with my mom. Oh, okay. So that's that's what I was doing. (laughs) That is cool. Well, what did you get from Panera? I got the chicken salad sandwich, and you always have to put chips in it. I knew you had, like, a regular Panera order. Mm -hmm. I also have, like, an Obama-era story, (laughs) which is that um, I I think in 08, I started going to international school for the first time, and so I met white people for the first time. Anyway, I um, I grew up in the Philippines, Zach, and one of my classmates... um, 
was from the U.S. and was American and really wanted to watch the speech. And she, they were like replaying it in the computer lab, but you had to like go to the computer lab and watch it on like the TV on the wall. So yeah. She was like, "Come with me, come with me." And I went, and it was like, I was like, I I don't know why she's crying. <laughs> Oh yeah, because I had like I had like just this she was like a literally huge McCain fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally was just like, first of all, this isn't a live speech, so like I was just like, it's not like you just found out he won. <laughs> I don't believe her tears. I can't believe this time Megan McCain found out that her dad lost. <laughs> <laughs> She's also like a theater kid, so maybe she just really wanted to go she and like practicing. have a cry. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, we were supposed to, like, the the big, his acceptance speech, I'm from Chicago, and my mom wouldn't take us to go to his speech, like, the, the now very famous, like, yes, we can speech in Grant Park. Mm. My mom sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jane, yeah, what's, up. Uh, speaking of mom sucking, the, the, um, the thing I remember most about this, um, not the movie, but the book, mm-hmm. is that my mom was really alarmed by the word snogging in the title. And she was like, wow. do not, she was like, you're not getting it. She was basically like, I'm really, that book is sus. For me, thongs <laughs> is a lot more to deal with. Cause I'm just so embarrassed about it. Like yeah, for whatever reason, the word thongs like really, 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 like really freaks me out. Oh, and did at the time, I assume. To this day, yep. Starting <laughs> starting from a young okay. age. I was trying to give you an out. Uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah, but I remember it like it hitting bookstores and like parents freaking out because they were just mm. like, you know, very Catholic country, very conservative. They were like fourteen year olds kissing with their tongues, like that's not allowed. But ironically, like not being worried about the word thongs. Uh. Jane, what's your relationship to this um, like book slash movie slash? franchise i don't know okay i definitely read the book around when it came out because i had a friend who read it but i remember when i like i remember when i read it i wasn't old enough for it like it like it was too foreign to me um and i i looked this up and for whatever reason i remember her wearing a halloween costume of grapes did i make that up <laughs> uh she wear yeah no you're right it is it's an olive. It's a no, cocktail it's, olive. So it's, not it a, is, it's not a grape. But no, yeah. wait. But to clarify, it's an olive in the movie. But in the book. Oh, in the book. In the book, I'm yeah. I'm convinced she wore a grape costume. Is this Bridget Jones? Am I, like, just messing no, with her? No, let me look. Oh, I mean, we're getting a fact check. I think, like, she... Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it still goes with the... I guess it still goes with the theme. Because in my mind, it was like she couldn't sit down. But I guess she couldn't sit down in the olive With an costume. olive. Um... I own do the you, book. Oh, wait, I'll grab I can grab oh, the book. Do you remember you own the, book. the book? I do. I don't Holy know. Wait, should I go shit. grab it? Okay, yeah, go second. grab it. Yeah, we'll we'll cut this shorter. I'm going to eat some food. Um, Do you remember the book very well? Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. It has, like, all this candle wax on it. Um, <laughs> Are you what? reading in candlelight? <laughs> wait, I also forgot that it's written like a, like a book that's, like, for people who can't read when, like, it's written, like, diary entries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, what was that? There's a book recently that's written like this, where it's like written so poor. Oh, normal Epistol- people. Epistolary. Um, normal people. Ooh. Shots fired. Epistolary. It was written for people Epistolary. who can't read. Um, but or it's like I don't know. There's Am I another, saying that like, right? I think so. Um, okay. He, you scroll through those check. pages. So, but also, does you own the book? Does that mean you've read the book? I mean, should yeah, I say? Yeah, it's not duh? a long, long time, but I have read the book. 
And it's been important enough to you that you've kept no, it with she, you. Okay, she's she's an olive in the book. I want to make it clear she's an olive in the book. Okay, Stop thank you. You're fucking wrong. Someone, if 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 dressing up as grapes is triggering is anyone's so memories, annoying. get back to me. Did you? What, what is it? When a book is like written like a log with like times in it, I'm like Zach now does just not like it. It is like this is like this is like an ABC book. I'm so upset. I thought this was written like a novel, not like a. School. Oh, so you didn't? Yeah, it's interesting. You didn't remember that. I I think like one thing I do remember about the book coming out is that people were like, I like the book because it's written like her diary and Princess Diaries was also out at around the same time. Oh, yes. I never read that. And that, that was similar. The funnier the funniest thing about like the Princess Diaries book series being like eventually in like a later book she's like i finally figure out what i want to do it's obvious i want to be a writer because i'm always writing in my diary that's a terrible message to send to children wait i have a question in the princess diary movies does she write in a diary no i never made that connection yeah yeah she just so okay she doesn't write in a diary she does have princess diaries yeah that doesn't make sense um okay uh jane (laughs) but do you remember watching this movie I, never I watched, watched it the once. Movie. I this watched is my it first once, time. but I like it, it was like uh, it was like going to a new country I've never been to. Watching it this time, yeah. I think in general I didn't watch. <laughs> I don't think I like watched any like British movies. <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch Bend It Like Beckham until fairly late, which is by the same director. But I loved <gasps> it, and I, I think like it makes sense. I don't know. What she's is, oh, she's wow. just quite good at um, yeah teen teen girls. Um. But apparently, you know, when this was, um, Jane, we talked about banned books before. Apparently, this book was challenged at a mm-hmm. middle school library in Wisconsin. And then the parents made it so that you had to bring a consent form before allowing students to get it from the library. So that meant wow. everyone probably wanted to read it. Like yeah. There was a, there was a line, a, a COVID test style line outside the middle school <laughs> library, just like waiting to get the book. The book is number 35 on the American Library Association's list of frequently challenged or banned books from 2000 to 2009. Wow. I don't know what challenged means. Wait, here's another thing. It was the first film produced by Nickelodeon movies to receive a PG-13. This is like the most challenging movie ever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, and apparently, very young teens, Apparently, too. part of it was like, aside from like snogging, it was also <laughs> that like she... In the book, she's, like, more very overtly, I don't know, like, norm. I would say normal in, like, she's disrespectful toward her parents and, like, other authority oh. figures. And she's kind of being, like, oh, I hate this teacher or whatever and stuff like that. And I guess, like, that was what parents were also freaked out about. Um, which parents is why the book are is good. so stupid. <laughs> um, here's another fun fact is that um, the author of the book, this was her first book. It took off in 1999. She used real names of people from her childhood as she wrote and forgot to change the names before the book was published. Oh my God, that's amazing. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Which is incredible. And I really hope like the bitchy girl is like the real. Did she ever get sued? Apparently not. I mean, this is 1999. They probably like didn't. And also this is like not They're lawyers back then. <laughs> you also don't want to come forward and be like, I am right. Lindsay and I'm yeah. suing you. Um, okay, Bobby so... Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Um, apparently they, they were, like, trying... Paramount was trying to make the movie for a while, and they, like, couldn't make it work. They were having, like, two random guys, like, adapt the book, and it was, like, not working, and they brought mm-hmm. in, 
um, Chadha, who's like the director of, um, she just did Bend It Like Beckham when this happened. Um, and she was like, oh, I'm going to make it like 16 Candles or like Mean Girls, which I think are two very different movies. But she was like, I'll make it that, but like for England. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it. I assume like she, she succeeded. I. The only thing I will say is like, I don't recognize any of the girls in it. Like, I don't know if you recognize any of the teen girls in this, Jane. Um, I recognize the guy who's in Kick-Ass later. Aaron. Her main love interest, yeah. Oh, he is unreal. I mean, he's pretty famous. He yeah. was in, like, the Kira Knightley um, remake of oh, yeah. that really long movie book, Anna Karenina. Um, really long. He was in a Carrie Mulligan movie, which I watched during my Carrie, Mul- Carrie Mulligan watching Completion phase. phase. Um, he's just, like, really handsome. Yeah, I don't know, Zach, if you, like, <laughs> knew any of these teens. The only thing I know is that the no, main girl... only him. The main girl, um, Georgia, wait, that's not her actual name. Yeah, it is. It is Georgia. Georgia Groom. <laughs> um, she is married to Rupert Grant and they have a kid. That's so exciting. Yeah, I'm happy for her. I will say that another thing about the hot guy is that he started dating like a 40 year old when he was 18 and they're still together. <gasps> and that was around when this movie came out. Wow. So I, I feel like oh, I don't yeah, have the, the facts his, his there. His wife is like a famous director. Yeah. Wow. I don't have the facts there, but there are some like questions. And about... he's Jewish. That's something that we all have to talk cont- <laughs> sort of for, so have to deal with the fact is like there's now some Jewish overtones in this film that I did not realize when I was watching last night. He... Do, you think, do you think the character mm-hmm. is canonically Jewish? Robbie Jennings. Robbie Jennings is one of the least Jewish names I've ever heard. But I think given <laughs> given his indecision between the girls, I buy that he's Jewish. <laughs> I don't buy that he's Jewish, just based <laughs> off um, what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, but he—he he, Aaron Johnson is Jewish. Well, they don't. They <sighs> his hair Incredible. is not. His hair is also not um, Jewish coded in this film. But I think like normally for the actor, it is like yeah, he has normally like very nice hair, and like yeah. I kind of hated what they did to him here. They made him look like Joe Jonas. <laughs> mm, there was like a little. They sort of pop punked him. Like at one point, he was wearing a that's white true. T-shirt with a with a formal vest, which I really didn't like. That's really upsetting. <laughs> okay, should we jump right in? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay. 14-year-old Georgia goes as a stuffed olive to a costume party, and everyone else laughs at her. She runs home and announces her announces her plan to become more mature. As part of her plan, she requests that her parents throw her a proper birthday party at a club. At school the next day, Georgia and her friends stalk hot new guys Robbie and Tom. Later, the four friends fill out an attractiveness scale for each other, and Georgia gets a four on her nose. Maybe Georgia is Jewish-coded. The next day... I have have thoughts on that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. The next day, Georgia and best friend Jazz go to the organic store where the hot boys work and have a mostly successful conversation until Georgia's mom shows up and says apples make her fart. Later, Georgia sees Robbie holding hands with Lindsay, the popular girl. Wait, the actor's name is Georgia and her name is Georgia? What the fuck? Yeah, I, I, I like that they made it her name. I feel like it's like that on set, she can really be dropped in. Very, like, organic, <laughs> authentic. Um, I think that every movie should change, like, like when Tom Hanks played Silly, they should have just changed his name to Tom. Like, every actor should be as dropped in as they can be, as realistic. Um, I have so much to say 
like I'm so sorry that I like I watched this last night. Like, the first, like, maybe it's just because of like Omicron and everything, but like the first scene, that party <laughs> looks terrible. The first scene where they're all in there, like they're all just like it is the most crowded room, a daytime Halloween party where they're all just like sitting in this like <laughs> yes. tiny room. It like. I, it is so it looks like the worst party ever and it's like obviously they're trying to make it so that like the, her stuffed olive like you know like shows off in there but i do want to make it clear that like they immediately prove to us that like the cool girls suck because they throw the worst party ever yes mm. it like it has like strong energy of the mom of the cool girl being like i don't trust any of your classmates like all of you have to stay in the one living room we have that like looks like an old lady lives there like you know like everybody has to be in this one room like standing <laughs> It's, it should be it is the most upsetting thing ever like, like i don't know if you guys are familiar with like the most recent revival of company but it looks like the opening number from that like it's crazy <laughs> oh we talk a lot about company actually yeah well yeah it looks like the, it looks like the oh, staging I, yeah because yeah, yeah, they staged it with like they're in like a box yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in the tiny room it's like okay um i was gonna ask if any of you had a moment like re like halloween where you realize you realize like you're wearing a kid's costume and everyone's like growing out of it. like sort of what she realized is like oh shit like we don't dress up to be like costumey anymore we dress or did you just like transition into college dressing up which it kind of goes back to just like doing silly costumes i did actually that's so funny i didn't think about this freshman year of high school i did not smoke weed at the time but <laughs> i went as a fern i thought it was hilarious i literally like, took <laughs> leaves off a plant in my house and went as a fern and everyone was like oh my god that kid is weed <laughs> And I was like a freshman in high school. I was like, I was like maybe five feet tall. Aww. And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm a fern. Uh, <laughs> and I think I had to realize in that moment, that like, oh, I can't just like go with something. Like I thought I was, I did think I was being funny. Like I wasn't like trying to be like cute. I thought I was being funny by yeah, being a fern. I was yeah. like, how random is this? But it was like, nobody <laughs> thought I was weed. That's beautiful. And I hope you have photos. Jane, how about you? I'm pretty proud of my Halloween costumes in high school, to be completely okay. honest. Uh, yeah, I did a good job. Um, I feel like some people might be embarrassed that I went as Justin Bieber my sophomore or what oh, was that's it, good. senior year. That's but good. I looked, I look like him. Like, <laughs> just saying, like, I look like him. I had a pixie cut. <laughs> I have the same jawline. And yeah, so no, I'm I'm happy with, with my Halloween costume choices. <laughs> I like that. I feel like I was always going with like older cousins and one younger cousin. That's like the trick or treating group I used to go with. And so I always felt hyper conscious that like my older cousin, when they stopped, they like stopped doing costumes and would just go trick or treating and like drive the car and stuff. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I can stop too. But I, Mm. I, I love, I love this like, first scene because it immediately establishes that the mean girls suck i think it's an amazing premise that like her friends originally agreed with her plan to go as hors d'oeuvres and then change their minds and have like really put together like sexy glamorous costumes it's so uncool that they don't update her that's yeah that sucks i will say that other other than that choice i get the sensation from the movie immediately that they're all real friends like they feel yeah much more realistic than a lot of the other movies we watch. I like that they're totally boy crazy, like unabashedly, yeah. and like they're just so funny and fun. And I like I like the foursome. Although we mostly focus on Jazz and Georgia. 
I also love that they like have that dance, that like really upsetting dance they do throughout. Because it does remind <laughs> me that it's like, oh, like TikTok kids are not original at all. Like oh my God. we've always been doing these little dances. Like it's, <laughs> and they do that dance like, m- like multiple times throughout the movie. But it, like, it is cute. Cause it's like, oh, like these girls are like, they're not like the other girls, like they're having fun. Totally. Yeah, and they're, they're still being silly. They kind of know that it's like a little cringe to be silly, but then they still like can't help themselves and they love each other. I, lo- I love also just like the vibes of them like running around looking for guys they like. Like it just like, I don't know, and like screaming a lot when they're like worried they'll get caught. I, I also, I went to an all girls school until like 10th grade and the only time we would see guys was we would have like two events a year where it was like your family could be on campus and that was literally probably the only times per year that like guys would be on campus and so we literally would like go in a pack like around being like okay now let's look for your crush who's like Aww. someone's brother like where do we think Aww. he'll be and like we would like be running around looking for boys and screaming <laughs> it, it rocked <laughs> I also like I don't know I do think like because I've I have an overarching feeling about this movie, but I think that the scene where they rate each other is so interesting because obviously it's such a real thing too. But I think that like Georgia is such a unique character because like she is like, like that scene is her Joker origin. Like you like, she like is really (laughs) badly behaved throughout the movie. Like she's really mean to a lot of people throughout the movie. And I was like thinking about it because I was, can I make this comparison this early on? I was thinking about this movie in comparison to Never Have I Ever, the Mindy Kaling oh, show on yeah. Netflix, and how like Davy is like the m- least likable protagonist of all time because oh she's my like God, yeah. evil to everyone around her. She's so annoying. She's like she's just evil. Like she's purely she's like <laughs> satanic to her friends and to every men- person she interacts with. And Georgia is not that bad, but Georgia does like it's this it's this weird thing where like with sorry if I'm like really getting into it, uh, but no. like we feel like these like convention like these like conventionally unattractive girls can like get away with being mean to their friends. Like we like think it's like a cute trait to watch them be mean to their friends. And I think Davy, like they think that it's like, oh, it's redeeming because she's not like conventionally hot. Was also like, she's a gorgeous actress, like whatever. Um, but like, I think that like this, I let what I, something I love about this movie is like that scene is like, so that's so traumatic for a friend's yeah. And so it kind of informs why she's so wicked throughout the rest of the movie because like she like, has this like it, like what happens to her between a jazz and tom but b like this scene with like the truck where her nose like it comes up throughout the movie the nose and stuff so like yeah. i just find it so like, like they really plant it right here that's like all of her bad decisions come back to right here mm-hmm. and like her friends are so beautiful like jazz is so gorgeous yeah um and like that i don't know like especially i could feel it with like jazz because the way that jazz and um who's the other boy is it tom tom Tom, yeah the way that jazz and tom get together is just like normal and organic which is like he sees her and like is like you're really hot like you want to go out sometime like that's how i dated everyone is that people just come up to me and say that (laughs) (laughs) and and sort of georgia looking at that is like that's not gonna happen to me because of like my nose or because i shaved off half my eyebrows (laughs) which grows back really quickly by the way well no 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 they cover it up because there's a scene where they fill it in there's one shot where she fills it in in. yeah yeah yeah. okay i'm wrong again Um, again my other my other comment actually that i thought of while you were talking about never have i ever which i'm really happy that you said that davy is satanic because i I really actually like that show, but I just like, I love can't it. get I can't get over like not liking Davy. Like I just like 
tune out sometimes, but I think it's on purpose. Um, but my thing is like, why aren't main characters dressed badly anymore? Because like Davy and all her friends are dressed like really cutely, and even um to all the boys I ever love, Jane, like the main character dresses so so well. And I feel now every teen movie has to make the teen very Instagrammy. So like I just love that everyone is dressed so badly in this movie. Like, yeah. it just rocks. And maybe that's just like early aughts like stuff, but I don't think it is because like you can tell that she dresses differently from the popular girls, even though all of it kind of sucks because it's like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I wonder when that did go away, like this idea that like I, I wonder if it's like Disney Channel too, because it's like on Disney Channel, like Lindsay McGuire and all of them, like they were like very into their personal styles, you know. <laughs> Lindsay McGuire. Oh my God, Lindsay McGuire. Lindsay McGuire. <laughs> Whoa, that's bad. I'm, th- I'm thinking about slaggy Lindsay, and I got messed up. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah, suddenly it became like even if you're the main character and you're supposed to be unloved, like you have to have personal. Aesthetic. Raven was. They were all fashion designers. Yeah. Every single teen star was a fashion designer. <laughs> my other question was: Have you ever visited a hottie at their place of work? <laughs> Because they oh. go to the store. I love later it comes back and she's like, what are you going to do? Be with him while he like grows vegetables? Also, it's like a Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> the organic store. I've definitely visited a crush at their like summer job. Um, and I, I think I've talked about this boy on this podcast before, but it was like a guy who was like into going to cooking school. So he was always like doing like part-time jobs at like restaurants and stuff like that. And one time... I will name the name of the restaurant. It was called Teriyaki Boy, which is really <laughs> funny. I love it. Just um, a great, like, teen setting. But one time he had a summer job there, and, like, me and, like, a bunch of other friends were like, we should go visit him, and, like, all went. And I felt bad because, like, my friends were kind of being, like, kind of, like, harassing him and stuff like that. But I was still, like, happy to see him. So mm, Sexually <laughs> harassing boys, a Teriyaki Boy. Um, I feel like these friends again are more relatable and the snogging scale was incredible to me and I, yes it was so sweet because it it captures how little they really know about romance and that and i'm just like i'm thinking about this movie in comparison to a movie like 13 which is not for children where they like the scariest movie ever made by the way yeah where they like yeah. do poppers and then punch each other in the face and stuff <laughs> and, and like this movie even though georgia is more confident with boys than i would have ever been um it still felt so much more realistic and like in how they talked about essentially sex even though they're not having they're sex. so they're horny like, like they're so openly yeah. horny yeah. well and like this movie captures so well like the age where you're really horny for making out like all mm. you want is to like make out and like you you don't even like think about like do i want to also like have sex but you're like i really want to snog <laughs> oh i don't i actually don't like the word snog <laughs> I hate it. should we move on i just i have one last comment which oh, yeah. is if i were to have children i will never do what that mom did i will never talk about their farts oh in front of Imagine like showing up and is this who's this actor's name? I want to say Aaron Rodgers, but that's not Aaron, it. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Johnson. <laughs> Aaron Johnson. Imagine? imagine seeing Aaron Johnson, a model, yeah. and talking about your daughter's farts. Yeah, I w- who would do that? I would also. I would also not do this. Um, however, I feel like my mom is like the opposite, where she'll just be like, she'll try to like befriend the guy. <laughs> Oh yeah, wait, we. Oh, I'm remembering the story of summer camp, and 
I really had a crush on this counselor. I was like in fourth grade. So this counselor was probably 25. <laughs> he, he was, yeah, age cap. <laughs> and I had, I think I had, um, had a popsicle as you do at camp and my mom came to pick me up and was like are you wearing lipstick and i was like no mom and i was so embarrassed but the idea that this hot adult counselor would think i whatever moms are moms are embarrassing okay georgia feels like she has to be more like Lindsay to get a boyfriend like wearing a thong she pays peter kissing guru to help her learn how to kiss her dad reveals that he has been offered a job in New Zealand, and Georgia thinks it's fine if he leaves, so she'll only have one parent to deal with. She and Jazz come up with a plan to pretend that Angus, her cat, is missing and enlist Robbie's help. He searches with Georgia while Jazz gets distracted looking at Tom. Georgia and Robbie are having fun, and Robbie shares that his parents were recently divorced. At the end of a successful day, Robbie heads off to see Lindsay, and Tom asks Jazz out. Jazz gets ready for her date, and Georgia helps her decide whether she should wear a bra or not. The, I love the Peter character. I think he is supreme Cousin Greg vibes. I was like, this is Cousin Greg origin. Um, <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's also like, I mean, obviously not Cousin Greg, but just he looks like Nicholas Braun. But like something about that with like the clock and everything about it, I like love. It is a evil the way she uses him to make out with him, but I love it. doesn't matter. Like, I think it's like, I don't know. I love this idea that it's like, well, we're going to, we have a guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, That it's like, I just feel like in a movie now they, it would be more about like, Oh, I'm too freaked out. I'm not going to go to the kissing guy. But like, it's sort of more realistic that she just like goes for it and she's very detached. It's like sort of awkward, but it's not like they're not making out. I don't know. Like (laughs) the sounds, the sounds are horrific. There's something sort of, surreal like about him having this clock like it's a little over the top in a way that is so funny okay I wanted to do give an example of like the kind of laughing I was doing while watching this I was I was doing a lot of this ha like there was just so many like ridiculous moments paired with their accents where I was just like totally and also because British humor can be so deadpan where just like a second later you're just like oh my god um and so yeah I thought the kiss expert was super funny and actually I also do have a theory that creepy. they no it's not creepy I agree it's yeah. like yeah it's like a service it's like we should have this he's not he's yeah, not and I I was so Uber surprised <laughs> I feel like in a movie now it would be all about how he's a creep actually and like he's just like he likes her but he's not and he's pretty encouraging presumably he like makes out with her friend after her yeah. right like she's lining up outside Zach what were you gonna say Oh, just that, like, the British humor also, I, like, believe that this is not British humor at points. I believe that they made oh. up words. Like, some things they say, like, I was like, this is, like, actual, this is actually Dr. Seuss. Like, I, like, really, like, had, at a point I was, like, Googling things they said. I, like, there was a, there was just, like, a, there like, when they say, like, the, he's a fit tea, da, 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 like, there were just so many things that I'm, like, yes, I know they say this, but, like, they take it to a level where I'm, like, this is, like, actually Dr. Seuss. Fit tea. Yeah, you need, there, you that's, need a, that's a good example. I can't I, deal. Yeah. Maybe I'll rewatch with captions and just. <laughs> um, I know that the par- the the parents and like divorce becomes a theme, but it's really nice to see parents who like each other in a teen movie and yeah. who are both alive. It's a nice change. It's also an interesting thing. Like I don't know. It is. It's an interesting plot point to be like the fear of a child that their parents are like. I don't know. It's actually. Obviously, it's like it's a child thing, but it is feels very mature. That's like her fear of it, you know, her fear of like her mom possibly cheating on her dad, her fear of divorce yeah. because of the friends to parents divorce. Like, I like really think that's like, like, I don't know, like something I think that is such a success about this movie is like 
the stakes for Georgia are constantly so clear. Like, I think that like mm-hmm. her actions are always backed up, which is like obviously not the case in so many teen things. Like, yeah, of course she's acting out. Not only is she 14, which is always the rationale for everything, but like, she's like stressed that her parents are getting divorced and she's like watching her mom flirt with this gay guy. Like, she's like, <laughs> so... That's hard for anyone. <laughs> she's so anxious about it. Like, I, I understand the anxiety inducing feeling of like thinking your parents are going to get divorced or whatever. And it's like, I think it like... It, I think this movie is just, and obviously, of course, it's like the book too, but like, it's just so impressive the way that like her behavior is always backed up. Mm. And her mom has great boobs. But yeah, and also like <laughs> the movie is under two hours. So like, it's kind of insane, like how much they get into. There's like the, there's like the general like growing up and like feeling cool or not. And then there's like kind of feeling like they're slut shaming the sluggy Lindsay. And then, but they're also boy crazy. And then there's the, Robbie plotline there's the parents plotline there's the birthday party thing like there's just so much going on and like something I realized when you were talking is like she's also freaked out because she's stressed out because like her parents love each other and they like make out all the time so then then there's like a point too where she's kind of like okay but they might not be okay even if they're snogging like Mm, yeah that which is like a weird thing to like realize as a kid when you're like okay, their adults might have, like, weird, complicated stuff going on in their relationships, and, like, you can't tell. Like, love is, like, stressful, and it's always going to be stressful. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think they do that really well while not, like, being a bummer about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, I, at no point was I, like, super sad, which is also, like, high value for me I did forget. I, I mean, I did forget the conclusion. So I was, like, maybe she is flirting with him, and, like, what's, yeah. what's this answer going to be? And I think it was well done. Um, what did you all think about Robbie and Georgia playing air guitar in the boat? <laughs> Jane, oh. I said it was kissing booth vibes. <laughs> yeah. Like throwing back their head laughing, but I forgave them. It was just like Timothy Chalamet and um, Paris Jackson. I think he was with, or no, Lily, Lily, Lily Rose Depp. Lily, oh, Lily, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lily Rose Depp. Yeah. yeah. It was a little, hot. it was a little cringy for me. And like, oh, no. I, I personally wouldn't find doing fake guitar that funny they were like cackling and like falling over each other so i feel like maybe they could have you know given that another pass um oh one line i wanted to mention was i like to come to the beach write songs <laughs> yeah i love it i hey, love i love origin. i love that he's like that um i'm gonna be vulnerable and ask do you remember any times in your teens where you were like specifically seeking out like how to kiss and like I can go first which is that I remember this um of course like American Girl book do you remember like the series of like books they had for like preteens yes but it was like it was something like stuff you wouldn't I can't even remember like think things stuff you wouldn't ask your mom I don't I don't fucking know but um there were like all these categories and a lot of it was about like periods and like skincare or whatever and I remember looking in the table <laughs> so of embarrassing contents skincare <laughs> I remember looking in the table of contents and like one was about like boys, which of course like now it's like, okay, very heteronormative. But um, there was one like subheading in the chapter that was like kissing and dot, dot, dot. And I like remember like flipping through it and being like, what are they going to say? And it was, of course, like very nice, like, you know, just be yourself, like have fun, like, you know, like see what you're like do what you're comfortable with and like have fun and be yourself and I remember reading it and being like enraged because I was like there's no actual kissing advice in here <laughs> um and I it's just like a very big memory for me that book is probably still in storage at my parents house 
feel like most of my memory of kissing comes from Sims. Like I would like really zoom in. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Of course, like I think if if you would, if you go back to Sims one, you do think that if you kiss too much, you have a baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that like I genuinely think like most of my like direction to of how flirting and courtship works is like what I would do to my Sims. Yeah, I want to say that Sims one is the best Sims and. I have a specific memory. Okay, Zach disagrees. Zach's. I have a specific memory that I made my family and then I was playing with a different family and my mom came into the house and stole a cake. That's amazing. (laughs) This doesn't happen on Sims 4. Um, Wait, what were we just talking about? Kissing. Okay, I remember. Kissing instructions. The only. Okay, I have two examples. I would read a fair amount of teen magazines and there would always be things like put your hands on his shoulders and like spell the alphabet with your tongue like really stupid stuff and then also crazy stuff like put a hershey kiss in your mouth and share it put an ice just like really ridiculous just stupid tips but what i'm remembering have i mentioned tickle his pickle on this podcast before i'm in i'm I'm in horror it's my first time here so i'm horrified if you have i (laughs) i remember once going to a sleepover that was not only a sleepover it was a tent sleepover so we slept in a tent in someone's backyard and she had the book tickle his pickle and read sections from it and the only tip that i remember which i have i don't employ in my tickling of pickles is that you can change how many like fingers you put around a, a penis so you can do like full full hand or you can do like just like one little circle <laughs> so that's what i was learning about i mean it's true you can vary <laughs> you it do that. Like, i'm doing i'm trying ob- to do it on camera I'm like it's objectively <laughs> true that that's something you could do same with putting a hershey kiss in your mouth and kissing someone you can i would do never that. i would never share a hershey's kiss yeah. okay I will, um, say, I will say this can i say this on this podcast is this podcast pg-13 it's it is crazy. R. It is crazy the power of hand jobs in teen culture, and then you turn you turn twenty one, and like no one has ever given a hand job again in their life. You know, like it's like it, it's like so the, the, it's like the chokehold. Actually, not chokehold. The handhold that <laughs> hand jobs have on culture, and then suddenly it's like that is like the the most viscerally bad thing a person could do is give a hand yeah. job. Interesting. I wonder if it's because in high school. The, the just the idea of like touching a penis is so right. thrilling and or or on the other side like oh, now i'm gonna be disgusted well also you say. don't you know, we know don't. about masturbation so you're like right. if someone yeah. else did that to me that'd be crazy you also don't have to take off all your clothes so True. it's like the barrier yeah. is so low you know you can it's do funny it because it's like the other thing it could is, happen anytime it's like you kiss at any age like all the other things you like you know like the things that you do as a teen that you're excited about like humping kissing hand job i guess the things that i would say like you do two of those things continually but hand job goes away dry sex also goes away yeah maybe not yeah i'm actually like pro dry sex okay can we move on <laughs> No, I'm not done. Should done, we move on? Talking oh, about I, dry the, sex. the last thing. The last thing I was gonna say is that I like that she squeezes her pimple for her, but I never had a friend with that. Relationship. Oh, that pimple was. And I again speaking as someone who has a lot of pimple experience, that pimple was big. 
Yeah, that was a big ass okay, pimple. This is something wait, this is something I wanted to bring up really quickly. This is how we know our phones are listening. I do not engage with pimple popping content on social media. I do not. I that is not something I'm interested in. This is how we know our phones are listening because when I got in bed, I had pimple popping content in my TikTok FYP, and I was like, I was like, my phone was listening. It saw this and it thought I wanted that. I didn't, and I will. I refuted it, and I like told TikTok I was not interested in that because I will yeah, not I engage with like that type of content. I don't like that either. I don't like that. Okay. Georgia's mom hires Jem, a hot interior decorator, to work on her living room while her dad is visiting New England. And it seems like they're getting too close. New Zealand. New England. What did I say? New Zealand. New England. He's going oh to New England. He's going to Boston. He's just going to visit Daniel Hall. Shit. Okay. Jazz sits with new boyfriend Tom, Robbie, and Lindsay for lunch. When Georgia and her friends see her wearing a thong, they say Jazz has changed. But Jazz promises that they're her real mates. During gym class, Lindsay tells Georgia to back off her man and then pushes her down. The friends overhear Robbie calling her out, but then he catches them eavesdropping, and Lindsay offers a fake apology. At a party, Peter tries to kiss Georgia, pushing her into the bushes and flipping her skirt up in front of everyone. Georgia goes to the pool to meet Robbie and explains what happens. They get into a happened. <laughs> they get into a handstand competition, revealing her orange fake tan legs, and then he kisses her. He leaves saying he has to sort things out. Oh, I'll say first and foremost, Jazz is a bitch. <gasps> yes, <laughs> not she actually. Is. But like, no, you know, she's yeah. a little. The four like it, on the on the attractiveness scale is unforgivable. It happens. And just like her, like be like sitting with the cool girl. It's like every Jazz is like so unlikable. Um, also, <laughs> what is that short for? Um, Jasmine, I would Jasmine, say. Jasmine, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that is my big takeaway from, like, is like, is like, that is just like everything, like her, like being like, you're my real mate. It's like, no, you're not. Like, just be mate. honest and say, we're not friends anymore, you know? Mm, wow. See, I don't know. I can empathize with Jazz a little bit. What I, what I really struggle with and what I feel like the biggest flaw of this movie is, is Lindsay as a character. She is very one note. She is just mean, I guess. And then, Whenever there's a mean girl who is the girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend, it makes me wonder, why is he dating her? Like, yeah, why? And then if he's dating her just because she's pretty, then he sucks, I guess. And he's like boring. So that always confuses me when the ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, whatever, is just like a shitty character. The ex-wife. I mean, <laughs> I think it would have it would have been OK if we saw more of them hanging out and it was clear that Lindsay can like pretend to be nice which i think i think i've seen that in other movies where they have like a mean pretty girl but it's it's confusing for me because jazz is so beautiful like jazz has like a very like high cheekbones like kira knightley like model look yeah and Lindsay doesn't Lindsay's not as <laughs> cute as aaron Johnson. she'll go on my list of not pretty <laughs> oh yeah i feel bad She's saying like, that fine but <laughs> it's sort of true and okay wait this sort of so brings it, up it was hard flaw. it was hard for me to really buy into her being like the popular girl <laughs> For me, the, what this leads to is me saying Aaron Johnson is too good looking to be in this movie. Like, to be if, at this school. <laughs> if you saw him, you'd be like, you should be modeling. You shouldn't be dating, no offense, Georgia. Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, he's way too hot. And I almost feel like even Jazz, who is model-esque, it looks young at least and, like, looks sort of normal. So... Actually, it's funny that you say that because, like, I, fe- I guess he's the actor is 18 mm-hmm. Aaron was 18 when this happened but I also feel like in Kick-Ass he looks the same and those movies are like eight years apart or something oh. like maybe not maybe I'm like confusing it yeah um but he but he he doesn't look that old still like I was actually surprised to see him because I've never seen this movie because I was like wait isn't he like 
playing teens like recently. Oh, but also that's it, if you think 2010 was recent. I guess it's not. I don't he know was eight. He was about. 17, 18 when he. But he was only 17 when he shot this movie. Mm. Yeah, and she was like yeah. 15 or 16. Yeah, they were oh, all the yeah. same. Yeah, one thing that's good about this movie, they're all age appropriate. I, yeah, like, I that. like that. I appreciate that. I have some questions. Number one, what was gym class like for you? Ooh. And did you ever have any like high drama moments? I don't know. I remember in high school and gym class was like really, my most distinct memory of high school gym class, honestly, is we didn't do it. I was, I took this one gym class called Unique PE, which meant like you like unicycled <laughs> or like you juggled. Like it was like, <laughs> Everyone took it because we knew it was, it was like the least physically taxing of any of them, and everyone took it because it was like supposed to be like a fun thing that our school offered. But it meant like you play ping, ping pong. It was so like because you like we had like different gym class options because my school was sick. Not actually, um, but <laughs> but like like senior year I took yoga, which was actually really hard, um, and it was like actually just a hit class. But whatever, that's so fun. <laughs> But junior <laughs> sophomore, junior sophomore year, you took regular gym, and junior and senior year you could like pick fun gyms. Um, and junior year, I took unique PE where we did legit nothing. And it was also one of the only classes where you could have your phone during, like we were on our phones the entire time. <laughs> and I rem- and I remember um, that was when all the Amanda Bynes stuff was going down. Um, and so I remember like, I would go, like my friend group in gym was not a friend group of any other part of my life at school, but I had a specific so friend true. group of gym where like every single day we, and I feel like that is a thing, like gym friend groups. Totally. Yeah. And we would get there every single day and we'd be like, here's what happened with Amanda Bynes today. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. Lisa, I feel like gym is sort of trauma to you. I, yeah, I have a traumatic gym class arc, which is that I, I feel like, well, first of all, I don't, I, I didn't play any sport, like team sports or like I was bad at running. Like I was, um, I, I am a like horse girl teen, but like I didn't ever like run or play any sports involving hand-eye coordination. And so I just felt, I felt like, um, beginning of princess diaries when she's she's like talking about that she's like i'm a like horseback riding and like wall climbing girl i just like don't have have hand-eye coordination and i identified with her anyway um but i agree that i had like gym class friends who were like the people that were nice to me and then i felt like the people that something i learned through gym class was that in both of the schools i went to in high school the popular kids were just like really athletic and like strong which was like kind of a surprise to me and i i i just like was like how did they how is this like super beautiful blonde girl like also like such a badass at volleyball obviously it's like it's normal but but i was just so um i was just so uh intimidated by it that um i just never spoke to them i was too scared Mm. of them so then i had gym class friends that were like less intimidating basically um but yeah I guess and I (laughs) the reason also I feel like it was a lot of trauma was that I didn't do a mile run until I um moved to an international school because that's like such a U.S. thing to make make children do um so then I was like what the fuck like I don't want to do this and it was really hard and I I like freaked out about it for a while um because you had to do it like twice a year as as is normal um how about you Jane (sighs) oh well I think gym was sort of unique because in a lot of my other classes, I was sort of in with the same kids because we were taking mm-hmm. similar types of classes. Whereas gym, you can be with anybody. Anyone. And I definitely had like a few gym friends. I'm thinking of one person specifically. I'll just call her Lauren because that's her name. And <laughs> she was in a relationship. And I remember her talking about like strawberry flavored lube. And so like to me, gym is like hearing about her 
exploits using mm. strawberry flavored lube, which was huge. Um, I think it's crazy that you got to choose like fun gym because yeah, my gym was options. my gym was just like soccer and a lot of um, what's the kind of racquetball where you hit it against the wall? Lots of that squash, sort of like squash. Um, but at one point they they were like, we're gonna do the mile run and the pull up thing and the this and we're gonna test you every quarter and they never did they never they did it once <laughs> never did it again so failed public school i do remember doing the beep test and one of like the cutest guys in my class was in my gym class and he was just like really encouraging during the beep test even if i was really bad at it what is the beep test i'll remember that forever the beep test is like another running related test where i can't believe i'm explaining this to you is it like suicides (laughs) no it's it's like the pacer test like the fitness grand pacer test do you know what i'm talking about it's like so there's there's two lines and you have to run to the other line by the time a beep happens. Oh. And then the beeps get like shorter and shorter together. So you have to just like keep running until you're like, I didn't make it. That's oh, really yeah, we did that. The, the, we, it was the, yeah, we did that. I don't know is what you call it. Something sick that I think about recently, sorry if this isn't relevant to the movie, but as much as it does, is like, it is so, if you told high school me that I liked running now, I would murder you. I would assassinate you. Like, if you told high school me that, like, I run, like, four miles a day, I would be like, you deserve no rights. Like, it's like. Do you really do that? No, four is exaggerating three. But, like. That's still like I, but like it's like it's a pandemic thing. Like I've enjoy, I enjoy running, and like that is so fucked up. And if you told high school me that, I would kill you on sight. Well, because stuff like beep test is so insane. It's right, like Hunger like, Games. Then they also like, like commoditize fitness in high school in high school gym, and they make it be like if you if this isn't your personality, then you deserve to like you mm. should be playing ping pong. You should be in unique PE because there were kids <laughs> who chose hard gym classes. I just was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like an you know whatever another way another thing about high school gym class though was i was in show choir which was more physically taxing than my gym class oh yeah I bet. and a lot of my friends were in unique pe because we all were like we're not doing a real gym class we're like theater and unique course. yeah exactly we're unique and we tried to get a petition to make show choir because show choir was a period of the day it was like a second period oh, and we tried to, to do a permission count. to make it count and then they were like basically because we had dance days and music days they were like there has to be you've like run laps on the days that you have music days if you're not <laughs> dancing and we were like no and so if, if we had said gotcha. yes to running laps around our chorus room which we should have said yes to yeah it's we like could not bad class. also no like who would have checked yeah, right. who would check. but we all like were up in arms we're like we're not gonna run laps around the chorus room <laughs> it's the kind of... like, where did you I grow up say... like what is your high school it's a public high school. Uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. It's actually one oh, of the right. high schools that Mean Girls is based off of. <gasps> Incredible. I will say that if um, a really scary popular girl like pushed a normal girl in my gym class, it would be like the highlight of my year. Like yeah. I, would, I, I, I didn't. Short, short answer, Jane. I didn't have any drama in gym class because everyone was just like experiencing their own like personal trauma individually. Um, so vulnerable. But, it's such a vulnerable spot to be pushed down. Yeah. And all, and you have to change and like the clothing. Oh, the change. I just don't think. I don't think any any like person of the same gender as me like put their hands on me like violently in high school ever. Like That's I don't good. think anyone like physically fought me. You know. Imagine fighting Issa. <laughs> okay. I don't know you, but I wouldn't fight you. I got choked <laughs> once, but that was it. Oh my god. We need I was details. At a party. We, Not was, in gym I, class. Yeah. Yeah. It was at a party and I was trying to get my friend to stop hitting on my other friend and he was really drunk and he like choked me up against a wall. He's like, don't tell me what to do. And I was like, you're a bad person. 
Anyway, that is how I feel. I I have another question. Okay. <laughs> this is about the orange legs. Okay. Mm. Have you Pretty ever snooky, done right? Yes. 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 Have you ever done something really, really embarrassing, or just like, or maybe you failed when you're like trying to reinvent yourself or like make yourself hot as a teen? I went through a hair dyeing phase, and it was when I I like stumbled upon the idea of um, what's it called when it's like semi permanent hair dye or hair dye that like mm-hmm. washes out eventually, and they had these like moussey things that you could just like put mousse in your hair, and then it turns it purple. And I dyed the just the ends of my hair red. So all of my like gross split ends, all of my frizzy split ends were then dyed like fire engine red. And <gasps> it looked terrible. I didn't know this story about you. Wow. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, I also have a hair story, which is that um, my mom was like, do you want to get your hair straightened? And it was nice for like two days. And then my hair just like fought it and immediately like went back to normal and like wavy. It just like didn't fucking work. Like, and I just like felt so, my mom was like so shocked. She was like, did you wash it too? She was just like, what did you do? I was like, nothing. And I just felt bad that like, ultimately I had just like wasted money Mm. (laughs) that it just like didn't work. Um, But for like a day, it felt like I was in a shampoo commercial. But otherwise I'm too scared to like, really diet because like i also have very dark hair don't diet i think when i was in college i used to like get really short buzz cuts because i thought it made me mm. look better and then i was like and i look back on pictures now and i'm like wait in what i got haircuts like once a week in college and i don't know why <laughs> oh my God. Okay yeah. damn that's like discipline that i don't have once a week i also cut oh and wait also wait i don't know why i said that didn't say this in high school i used to cut my own hair that was bad <gasps> Ooh. I was like obsessed, like senior year of high school into freshman year of college. I was, I was like obsessed with haircuts. Like I was like, my hair was always so short, and it was like, I cut my own hair, and it was like, I look back at pictures of myself in high school, and it's like that was uneven. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of I I cut my husband's hair during quarantine, and it was like a fun journey to like watch YouTube videos and like try to learn how to do that. But then I, I, I guess at that far. time, yeah, at that time I wouldn't have known how to research that. Um, I kind of like when she's like left in the pool and she like her hair is messed up and her nose is kind of red. Like it's just like very real and again they just like don't let main characters kind of look like that anymore. Like shit. Licorice pizza they do. (laughs) Oh I haven't seen that. Like one thing I like about licorice pizza is like both of neither of them look glammed up at all. Like Mm. good. Um, I really like the kiss. To me, it's like that's just a dream kiss. Like they got it so perfectly right and. I don't know. I do buy the chemistry between them. Yeah, me too. Despite the I discrepancy think, in their attractiveness. I think it was like perfect. <laughs> I think it was perfectly like, I don't know. I feel, Jane, you and I complain about this all the time, but now in like teen stuff, it just like doesn't look horny at all. It was like the perfect oh. amount of horny. Although I'm sort of anti kissing in a pool. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. my nose runs because it's so cold. I get I that. I just like get cold. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I. Th- it's like a very specific, but like thinking back like that, that is like something I'm really self-conscious about. And then I have to go under the water to like clean my nose. Oh, I mean, I do think it's powerful that she's like in a bathing suit and just. Sure. It's not, it's not about that. Like she's not like, I like that that's not an issue between either of them of like, what, what is your body doing right now? Except having orange legs. Should we go to the end? Yeah. Okay. In hopes of getting Robbie's attention, Georgia brings Dave the laugh to his gig. Jazz ends up telling Tom about Georgia's plan, who then tells Dave, and he's really upset. Jazz and Georgia get into a huge fight, ending their friendship. 
Robbie confronts Georgia about her scheming, saying he had planned to end things with Lindsay, but her selfishness changed his mind. Georgia, concerned her parents are going to divorce, tells her mom that they should move to New Zealand. She apologizes to Robbie, who then asks her out, only for her to say that she's moving. On Georgia's birthday, her mom surprises her with a party. It turns out that Jem, the interior designer, is gay. Both Jazz and her dad are there, and her dad says they don't have to move after all. Robbie's band performs, and Lindsay crashes the show to call Georgia a slut. Robbie defends her, and then Jazz pulls out Lindsay's bra padding. Robbie and Georgie, Georgia kiss. I, have, I had a question. Um, I said, have you ever been in a situation where you realize both you and a parent found the same person hot even like in a movie or something oh (laughs) my 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 story that still i clearly have trauma from is that i watched sisterhood of the traveling pants with like two friends and like our moms which is a cute pastime but i remember when um the character costas like yeah um alexis bodell's like love interest in the movie comes on screen and like me and my two friends are just like ogling him and then i look over and my mom is just like grinning at me and she's like he's cute right and i was just like oh no <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> i feel like i had that experience with my dad a lot growing up as my dad i'll be like she's so hot right and i'd be like uh i don't know <laughs> i'm not oh, sure i don't I think like that. that i don't like that you had to deal with that like I think it's like a it might be maybe it's a universal freedom. I'd always be like, yeah, look at that. I'd be like, mm, what about <laughs> Mame? <laughs> I had an uncle. He will remain unnamed, but I had an uncle who would say like, yeah, and like her boobs, and like oh, all of us would just like oh, be quiet. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. All of us would just be like, and subject change. Yeah. The, the only time my mom like. <laughs> I've never shared overlapped in taste with my mom that I know of, but we saw the movie P.S. I Love I Love You. Who's that Irish Gerard actor? Butler. Yes. She was like, he's so hunky. Yeah. My mom is not someone who's like openly horny. Yeah. But like, not at all. However, she does say this all the time. She goes, I would let Adam Levine do unspeakable things to me. She says it, that's like one of her catchphrases and it's very upsetting. And I think it should be illegal in most states. Wait, who? Is it Adam Levine of Maroon 5 and The Voice? And I do firmly believe she's the only person in the United States saying this. I used to think he was really hot. Unfortunately, he kind of crossed over. There's also something about like, I don't know. There's something about like, he's Jewish but has tattoos. Like he can't be there with you. I don't know. <laughs> Are my you, do you believe in that? <laughs> I mean, I, if I want to be buried with my family. Oh, wow. Okay. My Our mom has a thing is. about um, Adam Lambert, which is like, again, I feel like she's the only person in the world who is like a contestant. Well, I'm, pretty sure, I'm, also, I'm also pretty sure she's not his type. Adam yeah, Lambert? Yeah, yeah, he's gay. He's gay, right? Yeah. Yeah, but she's like so into him. And she's like, yeah, I know he's gay. And I'm like, interesting. That's yeah. okay. I mean, I've been attracted to like gay people we also just like men, we, used to, watch Ameri- we used to watch I american idol to men too. <laughs> <laughs> okay i have a few comments um the band show there's oh my god that song's amazing so good they're so much better it's, it's amazing they're inappropriately incredible at, at music um yeah. did you did you ever what was the i feel like we talked about bands with scott pilgrim but did you ever go to band shows in high school especially at 14 no no. I have a story about this. My dad that... was in a band and that was it. Oh. Your dad? Interesting. Um, <laughs> What did he play? Uh, he sang and played guitar. Ooh. Ooh. 
It was an extracurricular band. He, he's, 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 five foot, he's five foot three and two hundred pounds. I'm five one. Okay. Anyway, um, my um, my story about this is that uh, there was a band I liked in the Philippines called Hale H A L E. They're since like disbanded and like retired, and they all have kids or whatever. But um, they were like you know pop rock normal normal <laughs> band for girls to be into. Um, but when I was around fourteen or fifteen, um, a different uncle, not the uncle who would talk about boobs all the time but an uncle who had like mtv connections was like hey like do you want to like do a meet and greet um with this band like after this like show and so we got to do that and the singer was very nice um and then weirdly um (laughs) we figured out that he lived near us the lead singer uh I can't remember how. I think it was, like, through the grapevine. Like, someone was his neighbor and was, like, I saw him going into his house. Like, this is where he lives. And we mailed him a letter. (laughs) Which, looking back, I was, like, how much of, like, a teen stalker fan could we have been that he, like, knew that we wrote to his home? Um, But he was nice enough that he... we, We gave him one of our numbers. And he texted us back and was, like, thank you so much for the letter. Like... P.S. Like, please don't give this number out. Oh my <laughs> god, I can't believe that he. Wow, that's yeah, really that nice was, of him. That was like very nice yeah. of him. But also, like looking back, I was like, we shouldn't have done that. Like, that is his home. <laughs> anyway, he is a child now. That's funny. Congrats, Jane. Did you go to any band no, shows? No, no, not like no. No one I knew was that talented at that age. Oh, like like friends you knew who were in bands. Yeah, or Just I wasn't for school, invited. I guess. I knew people who, like, would perform at school assemblies, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's the extent. But not just, like, a show. Um, Have you ever been, like, did you ever get in a situation where where a parent tried to give you a book about dating or puberty? <laughs> that's my other question. No. I... My parents were like, he's gay, do not touch. <laughs> <laughs> do not touch. At what, at what point did they do that? No, not, not they. They didn't. They just kind of think that was kind of the vibe. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember getting a book that had like, you know, those diagrams where they slice open the body, kind of where mm, you're like, yeah, yeah. It had that for vagina and tampon. For vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so that taught me about vagina and tampon. But it wasn't from my parents. It was from the same friend who I mentioned earlier, and I don't remember why. <laughs> my mom gave me the book that said it had a kissing chapter and then they didn't say anything which i was annoyed about but i did learn about tampons in it i like um i like oh i wrote dave sort of looks like a baby dylan o'brien um i sort of like the friend fight in this section of the movie because they're working things out between each other it's not like okay i feel like the jane and i talk about this a lot now the teen movie pattern is like they have a fight because of a misunderstanding or one of them is just like dumb and self-obsessed and then they like apologize and then they get back together and there's like a speech about like wokeness (laughs) Um, but I feel like here they're talking the whole time and growing up is sort of just like throwing things at them. So it's not like they had a misunderstanding and someone lied. Like there's just not, it's like in real life, you don't just do like one single bad thing and your friends like don't talk to you, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's more like there's like a peak where your friend is just so annoying that finally there's a thing that flips a switch. Yeah. And there's like real issues for both of them that they're like. Well, Jazz's only issue is that she's pretty and she actually has a boyfriend, I guess. <laughs> well, um, I, I, but I like it. Right. I like her, her parents are divorced. Jazz? Right? I don't remember. Don't we learn that early on that her parents are divorced? Did I make that up? 
We learned that Robbie's parents are divorced. Oh, Robbie. Yeah, of course. That's what it is. I mean, so, her yeah. parents might be divorced. I mean, no, no, it's Robbie. It's Robbie. I'm, I'm completely confusing. Yeah, it's Robbie. I think that you're right. And I think that there's probably also issues like prior to the movie, which is good, which is like George is annoying. And then Jazz would do something like rate her nose for. So it does feel like yeah. it's been kind of like bubbling up that there's a little tension there. Yeah. Unlike there's a lot of Netflix movies now where it feels like they were just all dropped in at the start of the story. Um, and yeah, there's there's just I, I think this section of the movie, besides the band, <laughs> it was like really realistic to me because there's also like her eavesdropping on her mom and like feeling sad that like her mom is stressed out about her dad. And I don't know. There's just there's just stuff that did sort of like really get at stuff that would make you sad as a 14 year old. At the same time, I think the ending is bad. <laughs> yeah, the ending's bad. I think they should have cut the Lindsay thing at the yeah, party. Yeah, it's so cruel. It's just so unnecessary. It's so cruel. It's, like, very annoying. <laughs> Lindsay is so mean. She goes yeah. off in a way that is crazy. And it's funny because, like, it is, like, the party scene where someone's up on stage. I was, like, thinking about the Mean Girls scene. And I was, like, well, this is just not that. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was maybe going to be like right. that. Her it's look so on- mean. George's look is very um, Nickelodeon era Ariana Grande. <gasps> oh, the um, pre-nose yeah. like, Which I kind of like. And then they sing a song <laughs> called Ultraviolet. Do you notice that? Yes, oh, yes. Wow. That, I actually, also, that, yeah. that dress to me was like very the dresses that my friends wore to dances in high school. Mm. Yes. And it's not Strapless, ugly, baby. I think. It just looks like very of the times. Yeah, I'm very childish. It's very of the kind of dress where it's like, it's like I feel like it, maybe it has changed now. Like, I feel like girls wear things to dress, like wear, wear things to dances that they like, could wear in another part of their life. I think that's yeah. like, a big change. Whereas like it was very much of the time, which like also from the 90s and 80s, but it's like, I looked at that dress and I was like, well, she's never going to wear that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Younger people are just so casual. Uh, do you guys know the song Pull Shapes by the Pipettes? Dance with me, pretty boy too. Okay, well, it's in nope. this movie and it's, <laughs> It's oh God, the soundtrack of this movie is so good. The soundtrack is good, yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now that you say it's in this movie. A lot yeah. of them, also, it's like a few of the songs in this, I'm thinking of the, I'm just a little bit caught. Yeah. Yes. Like, that Big was songs. so important to me when I was, whatever, 14. Also, the, also like, I was obsessed with the song, She's So Lovely, like the yeah, opening so theme song. Good. That And that, she's got you hot. Like, this, uh, also, a lot of, oh, some overlap with, um, it was very similar in like I think that this song I I swiftly moved from this movie soundtrack as a kid like I had the CD of this to Five Hundred Days Summer like I think um. that like or maybe I owned this on iTunes or maybe I think it might have been that I might have owned it on iTunes but like I think I like very much listened to this like this is a soundtrack that I listened to and then I think when I grew out of this I Five Hundred Days Summer which like I think we all kind of maybe that's a, like. I, it was grooming us for the Smiths. <laughs> yeah, but I think like is that a, is that a thing that like that soundtrack. Was a universally beloved thing by teens. Oh, five hundred days of summer. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like, like it. I mean, especially like Holland Oats. That's or yeah. even if it one. wasn't, you pretended. Yeah, I thought it was like I was like I remember being I loved like, it. Well, yeah, I like, loved it. Yeah. Um, I I also like said Jane, you will you will, <laughs> you probably can predict this, but this is literally probably what my dream party was like as a fifteen year old, oh. which is like a giant room filled with people who like me and choose me over the most popular girl in school. Like, yeah. <laughs> it fucking rocks. And, like, my mom takes everyone to a club. It's confusing to me that in the start, they're like, you're not old enough to, like, have a club party, and then they do it. So I'm... Because <laughs> I'm the confused. boyfriend, they have the connection. Oh. Uh, Jem's boyfriend. So he, like, works there. Yeah. Or Jem's boyfriend works there. Okay, okay. 
Well, I just had bad comprehension of what was happening. I we all did. We all had some. I didn't like that issues. her dad was like dancing with her classmates. <laughs> He's just kind of, like, drifting in the crowd. He likes to dance, though. That's his thing. I like him. I like the scene. I like the scene where they um, hug in the end. I think that that's, like, the... They should have cut it after that. <laughs> I like that Jazz and her just are friends again. They don't have to talk it out. They're, yeah. That's how good friends they are. They just She just shows up, and, and that's all it takes. It just happens. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Okay, we've come to the end where we each answer three questions. And, Zach, you can go first. Um, so the first question is, is this movie good or bad? Exceptional. <laughs> Jade? I think it's great. Besides the ending, which I struggle with, but overall, great. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. I, I am surprised that it's, it's under two hours, but there seems to be a lot that happens and also a lot of montage parts that are like them dancing and stuff. So I'm, I don't know. They, good editing? I don't know. It's just like... <laughs> It's kind of the opposite of Jane. We just watched Scott Pilgrim, where they have no like filler, like montagey parts at all, and that's longer than this, I think. So I'm one thing I did that. think about with this movie, though, a little bit is it does feel like it has like this thing that I think the sex, the first Sex and City movie has, and a lot of things have, which is like if this were made today, this would be a season of television. Like you can see oh. the specific episodes within it, and it's like, of course, thank God it's not a season of television because that's like the worst trend in the world. But like. The Sex and City movie is like not a movie. It's like a bunch of small things that lead up to things. Mm, you know, there's yeah. like not a central plot. And I do think that like this would very obviously be a season of television at this point. I'm happy it's a movie. Me it's too. It's good. Okay. The second question is, do you like this movie? <laughs> Which I think. <laughs> Zach? Yeah, of course. Duh. Yeah. Do you like it as much as, do you like it? You've watched it so much. Like, has it changed? I haven't seen it. I probably haven't seen it in like. I probably haven't seen it since I was in college. I probably haven't seen it in, in years. I, pr- I probably watched this. I think I wa- the last time I watched it was like sophomore year of college. So it's been a while. Um, but I was thrilled to watch it. Um, I think it does hold up because it's so unique. And I think one of the reasons that it's just so fun, and I think you even if it, like you look past the flaws is because like there really is, like other than Bennett, like Beckham, which is such a different movie, there like are no teen British movies that have crossed over into our world. Yeah. And it's so like fun and like, I think it's like lighthearted in a way that like a lot like it's lighthearted in a way that like one of my other favorite teen movies confessions of teenage drama queen Ooh, is mm-hmm. like i think it's like lighthearted and the stakes are high like the stakes are real but low you know what i mean yeah i loved it Dang. too and i don't know something you said reminded me maybe of like why it still works is they're not trying to do what a lot of movies now are which is like addressing social issues every second and i'm watching sex lives of college girls which is awesome but they constantly they constantly make references that are already dated uh upon watching it and it's so nice that this movie either doesn't do that or does it in a british way that i can't comprehend and so it just it just still works totally Perfectly. One thing about sex lives though is like, oh my god, the best, the best written unlikable characters of all time. Like the best, they are, they are all so unlikable, and they're it's so well done. Oh, Sorry. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I feel the same as you, Jane, and I think like, I think it's an interesting movie for an era too that was like all about, um, or at least a lot of movie and book characters I encountered that were like the good main character is not boy crazy, right? And the evil character is boy crazy and being boy crazy is bad. And that's so, that's so harmful and like, (laughs) and weird and self-hating. And so like, I, I like that they, you know, they make it more about just like being a good person and a good friend. And 
um i don't know i i agree with you it just like doesn't feel like it could have been made now because they would have just like done other stuff with it that's annoying Mm -hmm. um it's sort of how like we said in moxie like the main friend fight in that they make it about like her race and like not about how she was a bad friend and it just like sucks the payoff sucks for me um but yeah i i not to be like a total reactionary about it but i i like that they didn't try to do that because it would have felt really forced and um i i also really liked it i think i'm i'm not as into like the british humor and like british teen movies as other people are but it just like was made with such care that i can tell like someone really cared about portraying like teen girls and like it makes sense because like the band like Beckham person did it um Zach what are you watching these days that's not this yeah sex as a college girls I think is like so it's the kind of thing where it's like I agree there's like it's it's a a weird thing where like there is a lot of cringe in it but I think it like overwhelmingly overpowers the cringe which I think is a huge success of it like it's not perfect but I think it's so such a good uh unlikable teen show um yeah or college show I guess um, I'm trying to think what else I'm watching. I'm watching another show that's overly woke and just like that, the Sex and the City revival, really bad stuff. Yeah, not not to spoil anything, but I I honestly like I haven't watched enough Sex and the City to feel Ugh. like I will watch the revival. Um, I realized I forgot our third question, which is what do you what type of teen do you think this movie is for? Oh, that's Angus, a good point. Angus well, I think I do think it's for teens who think they're interesting. Like I think that <laughs> I was like, well, I like a British movie. I'm unique. <laughs> Um, you know, and it's for that, it's for that weird liminal space where it's like, well, I would never watch Doctor Who, but I would watch this movie. Uh, um, like Doctor Who is good. I've just never seen all of it. Um, but I think it is definitely for that kind of deed. I think it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's for exactly who I am, which is like, I'm not like everyone else, but I do like the same things as everyone else. I just like this different (laughs) flavor of the thing as everyone else. Like it's a teen movie that I loved and like my favorite movies are all rom-coms, but it's like. In the same way that, like, I loved this, and then I loved 500 of Summer, and then when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, my favorite movie is Sleepless in Seattle, and everyone's like, oh, I've never seen that. And I was like, I'm unique and amazing. And it's like, no, it's yeah, one of the yeah. most popular movies of all time. Like, <laughs> I was Jane. thinking that maybe this movie is for people who felt like they couldn't get a boyfriend. There's just that energy. Because there's also that, um, it gives you that, like, little grain of hope that you'll you'll get Aaron Johnson, which we all need. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Jane. Aaron Johnson. I keep thinking of when you said Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> no, that's Woodley, only for Shailene Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think it. I think maybe also just like boy crazy teens, um, uh, because it 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 does it's kind to them, and I also think it um, it holds up enough. I I would do it as like hey there's nothing to do on like a rainy day let's just like put this on Crucial. but I I, I, can, I have a hard time imagining the zoomers that would like this I guess yeah, I, I can't figure it fair. out I wonder if it appeals more to millennials than zoomers I think it's very millennial um, speaking of Aaron Rodgers I have been listening to this podcast I don't want to make this longer about called Beyond the Blind so they like unpack blind items do you know that Aaron Rodgers allegedly is gay and like had a whole thing with Harry Styles yes I have heard that what? rumor I have heard that rumor. Wait. The blind item. Because I normally oh. don't buy that Harry Styles is gay. I don't buy that. Agree. Whoa. But I, I think he's like baiting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy it that he's gay. There's plenty of celebrities I buy it. I don't buy that Harry I Styles I think he is. just like likes to dress up and like does cocaine. Um, uh, Jane, what are what are you watching these days? I have watched so much stuff, so I will oh. keep it short. Um, I'm planning to watch just like that with my best friend. I've been, I've been waiting for her and we're going to like virtually watch it and I've I've heard bad reviews, but I'm really excited to watch it. I love Sex and the City. Issa, 
start from the beginning, watch it all. You have um, to. I would, yeah. I think the only thing I really want to talk about is that I watched the next three Hunger Games movies <laughs> since we discussed the first one last week. This, as Lizzie said, the second one is incredible. Really good yeah, movie. It's good. I totally bought the chemistry. Like, the, the second movie made the first movie better because I like understood the character development. They had really good chemistry when they were kissing. I was like, yay! Um, and then the third and fourth were kind of like bad, and I was frustrated that they were two movies. Are you like? Yeah. Do you have thoughts about this, Issa? That was like the start of that. Like everything was like the the last installment was two movies. It's really funny for me because like you've watched these. So like <laughs> I don't think I watched the third and fourth. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I might have watched um, the second one, but it anyway. it sort of clearly felt like a we just want to make more money. And so that yeah, was a little yeah, frustrating yeah. to me. I'm watching the sex lives of college girls. I watched the night before. I am watching too much TV. That's okay. We have to hunker down because of Omicron. Um I finally watched tick tick boom we were entering theater kid zone i watched tick tick boom it was like fine actually i thought it was fine i just like vanessa hudgens just like makes my skin crawl it's so funny <laughs> how she's just like a featured role like she just like is a little singer and doesn't have anything to do it's just like yeah it is funny but like but also bad because she like is not a good singer like um, and she like sings next to Joshua Henry, who's like one of my favorite Broadway actors. Ugh, anyway, but I thought Andrew Garfield did a good job. I can see that they're probably gonna cast him in more musical stuff, which is funny because apparently when they when they like were auditioning him, they like didn't know if he could sing. But like obviously, like many many Hollywood people can sing, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I you know I I also I finished Midnight Mass. It was good. I think people should watch it. Um, and then I. Um, I'm finally the the new season of Witcher just came out yesterday, so we did two episodes last night, and I liked them. Um, I like was starting to read like what people on Reddit were saying about them, and then I decided I didn't want to. Um, but the makeup is different this season, and if anyone watches Witcher, maybe you can see if you agree with me. I just think they're like doing the makeup of like the main like young girl, like the teen girl different. They just like make her look more glam, which is weird because they're like camping and stuff. <laughs> Anyway, there's, like, a scene where this teen girl, like, emerges from a bathtub, and it's just, like, very clearly, very clumpy, waterproof mascara. Uh I'm like, this is so distracting. (laughs) Um, Jane, would you like to say what's her upcoming movie? Okay, the upcoming movie is called After. Hell yeah. (laughs) I don't know anything about it. Our note, the note that we have in our, like, potential movie doc says sexy and bad. Oh, I I've had two people ask me if we were doing this movie series. Okay, so I think I'm the excited. Listeners are excited. I, I have no idea. I'm what also to excited, and I might read them. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but Zach, thank you so much for suggesting this thank one. Thank you for I'm having really happy, me. I'm really happy we got to do like a good movie before we like descend into hell. Assuming, yeah. <laughs> Is there bad. anything that you would like to plug? Um, uh, I you can follow me on Twitter at Schleif, S-C-H-L-I-F-E. You probably will regret it, but you can. You can <laughs> listen to my audiobook on Spotify that I made with my friend Allie. It's not an actual, it's like a fake self-help audiobook. Uh, it's called The Heart She Whistles, and it's on Spotify or other podcast <laughs> platforms. Cool. Thank you. Um, you can catch him the- running around Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah, you can three miles, all three not four, of us, not four, three. all three of us evading Omicron in the city. If you're also in yeah, sorry if it, sorry if it looks like I wasn't paying attention, boy. I just have been refreshing my chart, my page. Like I've had it on like the other like <laughs> to see if my results coming in. It's supposed to be in by now. So if there's oh. ever a point where you thought I wasn't paying attention, it's just because I was refreshing my test results. 
what a like moment three, in time i, I have like three my charts because they keep like fucking up my first name and like creating a new my chart for the me. my charts are crazy the hnh site was a nightmare yesterday i i need I, to talk to whoever like conceived of my chart and <laughs> give them a piece of my mind anyway that was under the bleachers our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend and with a teen you can get in touch with us at under the bleachers pod at gmail.com and find us on twitter at at bleacher teens also subscribe to our patreon to kick us some support Jane and I actually plan to be in an Airbnb together around the holidays and want to make some videos at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the bleachers. The bleachers.